Hello and welcome back to In Bed with Lucy Season 4, the raw and uncensored place where we're free to discuss the nitty-gritties of the adult industry. Everything I discuss is of my own opinion and does not reflect on the community at large, as everyone experiences sex work differently. This podcast is rated R18+, and may contain explicit language, make reference to sexual assault, drug and alcohol, self-harm, domestic violence, and other triggers not limited to the previous mention. If this doesn't fit, then kindly stop now. For everyone else, let's get this party started. Welcome back, fuckers, to another fantastic episode of In Bed With Lucy. I hope you have enjoyed the episodes that I have done with Miss G. She will be returning back in the next couple of weeks, but I thought I would slip in a solo podcast to discuss probably some topics that she actually did bring up, as well as topics that I previously discussed in uh, my welcome episode. So today's episode is going to be personal security and the police. I'm going to start off with kind of talking about a topic that Miss G brought up when she was discussing last week in regards to her mentioning me to a dangerous client and having a situation de-escalated purely over the fact of knowing me and knowing he knew what I was capable of moving forward. So her comment was, as soon as I mentioned you, my client got scared. Now, I kind of want to elaborate on the reasons why I guess that comment was made. Um, Within my community, I have already established a very solid kind of, I guess, persona in the industry where I will not tolerate any misbehavior. I will not tolerate any aggression. I will not tolerate people being abusive or being somewhat threatening to people or to myself or people in my industry. So how I've established this, obviously I didn't start out in the industry like this. Obviously, like everyone else, I did have my reservations. I was unlikely to say something when things got bad. However, that never works out for anyone. You get yourself to a point where you think to yourself, okay, I'm definitely going to have to assert my dominance because people believe or think that they can threaten a sex worker and that they will succumb to their needs, wants, and um, desires. However, (laughs) you have met your match, sweet child. You have no idea how much of a cunt my father raised. So let me tell you now that when people try to square up with me, I will square up with them and show them exactly who they're fucking with. Because in the end of the day, being sweet, nice and innocent is not going to get you anywhere. Not anywhere productive anyway. How I established this was I had a few horror stories in which I have mentioned in previous seasons of my podcast, which got me thinking that I needed to, prior to meeting a client, I needed them to know straight up who was the boss. I'm not going to allow people to come into my space and threaten violence on me because I am a sex worker. I am jumping the gun here, but as a sex worker, you will be faced with so many issues, even from local police, even from the local community, where people think they can derogatize your your existence on this planet because you are a sex worker. Somehow, somewhere in their thick, twisted skull, they think that sex workers are below social standard. Again, I'm here to prove you wrong and I'm here to show you that not only are we all better than you, but we have a more ground knowledge of people and their capabilities. Now, I'm going to start off with 
Even the initial contact of when a client contacts me. I spoke with a lot of different sex workers. It's not just Miss G that I've spoken to. I've spoken to thousands of sex workers and I've always asked them, how do you go through your booking process? And a lot of people entertain bad behavior prior to a booking. If a client is displaying disrespect and not being coherent with your rules and regulations, then that is a clear indication that they are not going to listen to you when you say no and believe that they have it over you. A lot of people entertain back and forth texting when it comes to initiating a booking. Quite frankly, I've mentioned this before, you do not get to speak to me until you pay. If you don't follow three basic texts, you're immediately going to be blacklisted by me because I'm not going to allow you in my space to further disrespect me. I believe it almost starts at the very beginning. At the very beginning, you need to literally suss your clients out. And if you're not asserting your dominance at first point of contact, then you're already setting yourself up for a fail. If my clients or potential clients do not follow basic instructions, well, go somewhere else. I don't need your work. I don't need your bullshit. I'm not your fucking mother. I'm not here to fucking train you on how to be a normal human being. This is not a me fucking problem. So therefore, I'm not entertaining anyone that cannot follow very basic, clear and concise instructions. Now, having said all of that, this does not prevent other sex workers from committing violence and threatening behavior towards you. In fact, if you've listened to my stalkers episode in my previous season, you will also know that other sex workers will also display violence and disrespect and threatening attitudes and all those kinds of things on you. So this personal security is not just limited to clients. It's also involving other sex workers. You'll also find that sex workers will become extremely jealous of you if they believe that you're making more money than them, or if they think that they've put themselves beneath you, which in the end of the day, no one is above anyone. However, If someone puts themselves beneath you, that's again, it's not a you problem. So with this personal security, this also entails and involves um, other sex workers as well. So you're not only having to assert your dominance to your clientele, but you also need to assert your dominance and your um, capabilities of taking things seriously and moving things forward in a serious manner to other sex workers as well. Yeah, so I have actually had to assert my dominance on other sex workers as well. Now, to jump the gun again, I'm not here to make friends. I'm an independent sole trader and I don't really give a fuck what anyone else is doing in the industry. All I care about is my own personal safety and how I'm moving forward. So firstly, I want to mention that Yes, the police are there and yes, you have the right to use the police. However, as a sex worker, you will be, I guess, subjected to being told you deserve it because you're a sex worker. However, it has taken me up to six years to develop a bond with my local police in order to gain action in regards to multiple things, dangerous clients, dangerous sex workers, threatening sex workers, um, threatening clients as well. And I've even had to go to the extent to actually put myself on the line when it comes to local police to be able to be a standing witness for them in order to gain credibility. Now, I'm not suggesting that all police departments are like this. 
However, my local police department is exactly like that. And in order for me to actually get action from the police, I've had to establish a six-year relationship with them to the point where now, if I contact them, they have no choice but to take action. Now, I had to somehow kind of line them up in order to get this action. So when you do, I guess you're asserting your dominance and security as a sex worker, I highly recommend that regardless of how the police treat you, you need to be consistent and you need to um, always line yourself up to be able to escalate all situations to a degree where you could possibly put disciplinary action on your local police for not taking action, which is something that I've had to do, which is something I didn't want to do. But it's unfortunate that my local police were not proactive when it came to serious complaints. Some complaints that I've actually put forward, these people have effectively attempted to murder They've raped, they've assaulted civilians. And then when people look into reports made about this person, I have already preemptively told the police what has occurred previously, which means that they then get disciplinary action for not taking action on a sex worker's complaint. Like I said, it was a six-year long battle to be able to gain any type of credibility with my local police. I am now at the point where I actually have noted credibility with my police that is absolutely at a serious level. Personally, I don't want to deal with the local police. I much prefer deal with the federal police. I know that sounds like, oh, wow, you think you've got, you know, power to do that. It takes a lot to actually get to that point. It takes a lot of work and a lot of reporting and a lot of hours to be able to escalate a situ- situation to that level. And this is not me discouraging you from reporting things. This is actually me encouraging people to report everything to the police. I mean, even if it's a threat, even if it's something that someone says, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, that is all criminal offences and and could and should be taken very seriously. So my first point of advice is to establish a great relationship with the police in order to be able to get action when serious things occur. So we'll move on to a little bit more about personal security. So I've mentioned that you need to suss your clients out at the very beginning. However, let's just talk about some physical um, personal security that you need to take as a sex worker. Personally, I would absolutely have cameras in your um, premises. I would have cameras at the front door. I would have cameras in the common areas. I would have cameras absolutely everywhere and make note to the client that they have been filmed and that their identity has been noted and that everything has been recorded. You don't necessarily have to have a camera in the room. You don't have to go that far. If you want to have a camera in the corner where it's not necessarily pointing on the bed, but could be pointing at the door. But however, you have a right to actually have cameras in that room recording at all times. After the session, you can delete that footage or you can only just keep, you know, the entry level. um, So when they walk in and things like that, you can keep that footage in case something escalates later, which situations like that have escalated. They've been good in session and then they've left and then they've caused threatening behavior like Miss G mentioned in um, some of the previous interviews that we've done. 
Another thing that I would do is always have some type of personal security easily accessible by yourself if something was to go wrong. Obviously, I'm not suggesting to do anything illegal. I'm obviously not suggesting to do anything out of your legal obligations. However, you need to do what you need to do in order to keep yourself whilst in session. I have experience in knowing that someone can turn when they don't get what they want. I've me- I don't know if I've mentioned this story, but one of my very first sessions that I had with someone, they actually were trying to get me to do an act in which I don't entertain. It was after the 13th no that I actually choked this guy out, threw him out of the room by his throat and threw his clothes out while he was naked in the door. That was in one of my first sessions. It shouldn't have taken me to say 13 no's in order for me to escalate the situation to violence. Now, moving forward, you need to be ready to be physical at any point in time. Because like I said previously, they believe that because you're a sex worker that you're damaged goods and that you're a lower standing citizen in society. However, you need to prove them wrong, whether it be physically or mentally, you need to be prepared to escalate all situations to that level. I wanna recommend having your personal security located in every single room, hidden, but make it a warning right now that whatever you use, that they may be able to get that and use it on you. So make sure it's something that you know how to use. Make sure it's something that you know that you can gain easy access to. And if you can't talk yourself out of a situation, be prepared to be physical. Don't try and fluff around in the situation because that just shows that you're somewhat scared to escalate a situation. You need to be prepared to throw fucking punches at a drop of a hat. Because I'm telling you right now, even at my level of working, I've always got my guard up and I'm always prepared to fucking throw punches. And I'm not going to throw a punch weekly. I'm going to fucking throat punch you cunt. And I'm going to make sure you can't breathe for the next fucking month. And you're probably thinking, wow, this bitch is aggressive. Wow, what the fuck? But honestly, if you're not aggressive, if you're not standing up for yourself, who the fuck's going to stand up for you? And I also want to mention, if you're not getting hate, you're not doing anything worthwhile. You know, to bring it back with the sex worker part of when I mentioned that you will get threatening behavior from sex workers, you will also be, you know, somewhat subjected to violence from other sex workers. Now, if you're getting hate and you're thinking, oh, why am I getting hate? What have I done wrong? Bitch, you're doing everything right. You're on the right track. If you're not getting any hate, then you're definitely not doing anything passionate. You know what I mean? So moving forward into um, the next part of this is probably the personal sacrifices that sex workers need to make in order to be in the industry. Now, this is definitely no fucking secret, but everyone knows that I'm probably Australia's most hated sex worker. It's because I actually do speak up for myself and I do not allow people to walk, trample or disrespect me in any way, shape or form. And I'm the type of person that will escalate a situation to the highest level because you need to set an example of what you're capable of this brings me back to the original statement made by miss g saying as soon as i mentioned you the client got scared because he knew what i was fucking capable of he's well aware of the extent that i will go to in order to escalate any situation even if they feel as though it's minute any minor threat any sense of threatening behavior i'm going to take it to the next level like I did with my stalkers, like I've done with multiple clients. It is not unknown 
to my local community that I will not only go to the police, but I will also make sure that your whole family and your employer and everyone around you knows what a dangerous, violent offender you are. I have the time. I am an independent worker and I have a lot of extra time on my hands to be able to assert my dominance on people in order to ensure my personal safety and to also ensure that people and the public are well aware of what I'm capable of. It, I have had many, many people that have threatened violence on me and even been violent with me. I've had them prosecuted to the full extent of the law. A lot of people are probably too scared to go to court or go to the police or escalate a situation to a legal matter, but I'm not one of those. And it's put me in a very, very promising situation because no one is willing to come into my space and fuck with me because I've already established what I'm capable of. Trust me, it's coming from me. And it's coming from literally Australia's most fucking hated sex worker because I'm here to call them out. I'm here to expose every single malicious fucking act and I'm here to make sure that you are disciplined to the full extent of the law. Which makes people threatened by me, which makes them scared of me, which makes, I guess, somewhat... Look, it doesn't make my life more difficult. These aren't sacrifices that I've had to make as a sex worker. It's more so the fact of people thinking that if they do something good, that I'm going to attack them. Mate, if you're not fucking threatening me, if you're not distilling violence in my life, I've got no, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about what you do. I don't give a fuck where you come from. I don't give a fuck where you're fucking going. You feel me? I don't. So the people that have a already, I guess, perception of you prior, just because of the things that you're willing to do moving forward, fuck them. You don't need them. You know what I mean? They don't need to be in your space. They don't need to be in your life. And trust me, no one is going to affect your business. If anything, it's going to bring only good clients and good people in your life. So personal sacrifices that I found is a lot of my friends. Well, it's not a personal sacrifice. A lot of my solid friends, right? They have actually earned a lot more respect for me. They've actually looked at me in somewhat of a I don't even want to say it like godly fashion, but it's like because they can see the extent that I go to to ensure that people like this don't walk the streets and people like this don't reoffend again. I have my close, close friends that actually do respect me a lot more than what I would have been been a pushover. However, there are a lot of people out there that talk shit about you. And there are also other people that spread rumors and lies and fabrications on what you do because they heard a story from a hater. This, look, it's not a personal sacrifice, but be prepared for rumors. Be prepared for lies and bullshit to be spread about you because people are threatened by you. You know, another thing that I have noticed is people that have met me as a sex worker don't really want to be seen with me in public because I'm a well-known sex worker and I'm face out. You know, my face and identity is definitely not a secret and I'm definitely not one to be sat in a corner. So I do find that people that have only known me as a sex worker generally won't want to be, I guess, seen with you in, in public. But in the end of the day, they're the kind of people that you do kind of want to cut out of your life because I guess they're not productive or beneficial to yourself in the way that you're moving forward as an independent sex worker. So, you know, you will find that, you know, some friendships and things will be fractured, but it's, 
if it's because you're actually standing up for yourself, if it's actually because you're a public figure or anything like that, well, then that's also a them problem. It's absolutely not a you problem. And you shouldn't be wearing that responsibility for how other people feel about you. So I guess I will elaborate more on other personal sacrifices that you do need to make as a sex worker in another episode. But yeah, being, I guess, forward and being a dominant person in the industry, it also does come with a lot of baggage and I guess things that you shouldn't have to deal with um, as a sex worker. But it's just unfortunate that this is the way society is. Anyway, I have run out of time for today. I didn't realize how long I've been talking for. So I'm going to wrap this episode up and wish you all an amazing night and be good or be good at it, hey? And on that note, I shall say arrivederci, goodbye. I hope you have a fantastic day, evening, morning, night, whatever it is the fuck that you're doing. I hope you enjoyed your stay. And if you didn't, go fuck yourself. I don't really care, but thanks for the fucking view. Don't forget to follow my Facebook page or my Instagram or my Twitter. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on multiple occasions. And if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to my previous ones. I'm not fucking repeating myself.